0: Uh, so we've done this class a couple of times, um, and I hope we didn't beat it to death last fall. Um, but uh, uh, and, and we thought about, well, we had some really good discussions, and then and then do we do we continue this through this through the spring? And we thought, well, maybe maybe not. And then over the over the winter, um, you know, one of the things that Josh preached on a few weeks ago was uh, what's called the rise of the nuns the people who don't really put themselves in the category of ascribing to any particular belief and any particular religion. So they're N-O-N-E. Um, uh, at, at first when I heard people talking about it, I thought, what about the rise of the monks too? But yeah, the rise of the nuns. We want to be respectful. Um, so, uh, I wish I could say that's the last bad joke that's going to happen in here, but it's not <laughs> going to be. Uh, but the rise of the nuns. And, and one of the and, and and he listed several several reasons, each of which would be a very compelling class to to talk about um, and and discuss. but one of one of them was the perceived uh, anti-science bias of of Christianity um, the, the the gap, so to speak um, that's uh, that's making people go, you know what? That's just I can't ascribe to a group of people who, who believe that if, if if they put all their eggs in that basket uh, these earthly things that that I view differently I'm not going to let them talk to me about spiritual things about heavenly things um, and and that's a whether or not we're comfortable with that that's just that's just a problem that we have to admit uh, that is there um, that doesn't mean that anybody's right or anybody's wrong it just means that that's a problem um, and, and, and if people are saying I'm not going to be a part of church because of uh, their view of science it doesn't mean necessarily that we're wrong but if, if we can have respectful discussions um, uh, and humble discussions and have better discussions with, with people I think that's going to help people's perception of Christianity and I think it's going to help us too because if we can have respectful discussions about, you know, even if, 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 how old is the earth, but to what extent does DNA dictate so and so? And, and uh, um, if we can have those types of discussions, that also helps us have respectful discussions about what what's the role of miracles these days? You know, what's the role of the Holy Spirit? What, what is? Um, tell, tell me. Tell me about all these other these other things. And so I think that that being able to have humble discussions and being able to get to a point to say, not quite sure, but here's what I think, uh, is a very helpful uh, is a very helpful template to follow. So we're going to spend a lot of time uh, over the next few weeks, and and I'm not going to be the only one teaching. I'm going to rope a lot of other people in uh, uh, to help. But we're going to spend a lot of time between these two. Uh, Acts of creation, I guess. Uh, discussions of creation. One, one of these is John chapter one. In in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the and the word was there before people could write. Uh, the word existed before Scripture existed, which is kind of an interesting concept. Our class is being recorded this semester, to it, like your work. Yes, it is. We are four minutes and eleven seconds into class already. Um, Yes, they, they are being recorded, and, uh, it's, it, and uh, so there's, there,
1: there will be evidence, I guess. <laughs> some of them are online
0: where you could go and listen. I've had people ask me about the class when they had to go to another class. Yeah, you know. yeah. Yep. Now, in order to get the recording, you have to go through a subpoena process. <laughs> sometimes that goes smoothly, and sometimes it gets kind of hung up in the court system. Yeah. <laughs> You're a really good teacher. Can I take back what I said. So it's not on tape. We weren't recording it yet. Yeah. I got it. So, so no one no, no one heard you say that you didn't want to be here. To get unedited ones, you have to do a for That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, but we're going to spend time in the in the beginning was the word and and, and scripture existed and and looking at uh, looking at what what the Hubble Space Telescope. Uh, I guess it didn't title that, The Pillars of Creation, but uh, looking at how God is revealed in, uh, in in His creation. And the gist of uh, that uh, that every week we're going to keep coming back to is the concept of, well, that's new information. That's new information. It doesn't necessarily have to be, well, that's a fact that I have to grapple with. I'm just saying, well, that's new information. And the story that keeps coming back in the story of Scripture of God's people is they constantly encounter new information. They constantly encounter new information. That, that to some extent they start off in a bubble um, and then they find out that there's other civilizations out there. Some of these other civilizations have catapults and chariots and, and can refine iron. Um, and, uh, and they have to grapple with that. Some of these civilizations speak different languages. Some of these civilizations have different beliefs uh, and they have to they have to grapple with that and and I I, I may be through I haven't thought this all the way through uh, but I want to have the discussion that one of the strengths of, of of Christianity of the Jewish people one of the strengths throughout history has been the ability to process assimilate um, and I know that goes counter to what we just said of well but those people can't assimilate new information I, I, I think that one of the strengths that, that Christianity has had over the millennia is our ability to process new information and I'm afraid that we're losing that talent um, I'm afraid that we're losing that gift I'm afraid that we're losing that uh, that open mindedness um, to, to new things and new information and without, without, uh, without sounding too uh, hard on one belief system or another, but th- there are belief systems that are very much a mindset of make a pilgrimage to me, come to me, because all the answers are inside of this box. So, come, come to me. And that's a very different mindset than the go ye into all the world mindset that we subscribe to, um, that we subscribe to a, there is more out there, there is more out there, there's more people out there, um, there's more knowledge out there, there's more things that we don't know, um, and we will be better for going into all the world, or if it was being written today, go ye into all the universe, um, um, and, and see what's there, and Make disciples and make yourself better because of it. I've got 37 more slides. This is bad. <laughs> um, um, we'll, we'll just kind of keep it running. Uh, I, I'm just, I think I'm going to just have a, have a running uh, slideshow here, and I'll just add uh, keep, keep a few in the hopper as the story unfolds. You'll notice I, I, I'm not handing out a syllabus. Syllabus? Syllabus, um, uh, and part of that is uh, part of that is I, I kind of want to solicit more feedback uh, this spring than we than we did last fall. Rather than say here's the topics that we need to cover, um, I want to have more of conversation, which may mean uh, that we that, that we go through different routes all, along the way. I've got a framework of what I want to talk about, but um, I want I want this to be a discussion. The whole gist of this class is how we can have better discussions and uh, if it's only a one-sided, uh, if only one person is talking, then it's not much of a discussion. Um, I, I put on there, this is the perfect place to raise a family. Um, I follow uh, NASA on Instagram and they they. Uh, uh, they sent out a, a picture of a galaxy um, and had, had a caption similar to that. I thought that was funny a couple days ago. Um, let's see. Our goal is to help each other have better, more informed conversations about science and faith. I, I am a civil engineer. That's my background. Environmental engineering is, is what, I, what I do. So I, I would say I, that doesn't necessarily make me a scientist in the purest sense. There are scientists in here there are people who know a lot more about a lot more things than I do. Um, I'm an engineer, Uh, I I am a civil engineer, I hope I'm nicer than the bottom half of that coffee mug, but it depends on where I am in the coffee mug sometimes. Um, (laughs) um, If we aren't respectful of each other in here, we certainly won't be outside of here. Uh, And I want to say that not as a, not not, not to be grumpy necessarily, but um, if somebody asks a question, um, if somebody has a has a has a strong feeling about something, we're going to respect all all of those opinions um, in here. That uh, uh, that that's that's just the the footing we want to start off on. Um, and so, if if if, if somebody is, is in here going, but I'm not I'm not I'm not sure that there's a God, and then if somebody is in here who is like, I am positive that there is a literal translation of Genesis. We're going to be respectful of both of those opinions um, and, uh, and, and have discussions that way. Um, and, and I'm not saying that because there were a bunch of fights last fall. That I, to my knowledge, there weren't too many of them. Um, but, you know, you may want to familiarize yourself with the exits. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to have just a little bit of like I saw I saw this this week and I thought it was cool um, The Sun is not uh I'll say <laughs> but uh, it, 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 But one of, the, one of the many problems that you have with the new cycle of uh, And I know there's important things going on in Washington. I'm not going to downplay that But there's some really neat things that happen that are on like page 47, uh, uh-huh. or don't even make it to the to the front, front page of whatever news outlet that you subscribe to. We launched a new uh, or we started up a new telescope last week that's just just designed to look at the sun. I thought that was really, really cool. We've got something in orbit, huh? It's called the the Daniel, Daniel Inouye. Snowball. <laughs> it's the Daniel Inouye telescope in Hawaii. Uh, it has a has a lens of twelve uh twelve feet of meters in diameter and all it's doing is looking at the Sun so it took a close-up view of the surface of the Sun through a filter and you can see these bubbles of plasma which is sort of a not a liquid and not a solid it's kind of like just a a goofy state of matter each of those each of those little bubbles right there is the size of Texas Um, and uh, and that's That's why we have life on this earth is because there's bubble size, Texas sized bubbles of plasma 93 million miles away from us. Um, So, I just thought that was neat. you're not going to be tested on that. Um, And I I did say no question is too simple or too difficult to ask in here. Um, Be prepared for the answer to be I don't know. Uh, But no question is too simple, no question is too difficult. Every time I've taught this class, I've had similar conversations with people who are who are like, I had a question in class, but I didn't really want to ask it in there because I know Fletcher was in there and he knows a lot more about physics than I do. And, I don't. and I'm like, no, Fletcher would love for you to ask that question. Um, and they will all be directed at Fletcher, by the way. <laughs> um, but 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 please uh, please please ask away. And honestly, if we get if, if, if we get through just three slides of class, but we have a discussion during those three slides, it's been a very successful class. So don't, don't let me yammer along. There are some questions we won't ask. You can have fun with Google or with Yahoo Answers. Um, uh, here's, a, here's, some, here's some ones that we might not cover too much. Is there a spell to become a mermaid that actually works? Um, somebody asked that on Yahoo <coughs> questions. If I eat myself, would I become twice as big or disappear completely? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really thought about that one. It's really, really interesting. Can I safely look at a picture of the sun? I know that's why I put that up there because I mean, I it put all in danger. And my favorite one on Yahoo Answers was, "How do I ask a question on Yahoo Answers?" <laughs> So if you can beat those four, then we'll be uh, <coughs> then we'll be fine here. Like I said, we're going to spend most of our time between here and here, between the Word of God that's revealed in Scripture and the language of God that's revealed in the DNA strand, what Francis Collins calls the language of God. Um, we'll spend most of our time, uh, perhaps, bridging a gap. Um, between science and faith, uh, perhaps bridging a gap. I think that's interesting language that we use. Um, And I'm almost at the point where I think that maybe that's not even the right term that we need to be looking for. Because if you're going to build a bridge from one side to the other, you want to make sure that both sides have a pretty firm foundation before you build the bridge across it. Um, And between science and faith, I'm not sure we have two firm enough foundations to have a structurally sound bridge across that gap. Is there a gap? Is there a gap? It, in language, in, in the way that we communicate with each other, yes. Is yes. there a gap? Are science right. and faith describing the same thing? And are they both this, this innate desire for us to know? Uh, to, uh, science, the word science comes from Latin to know. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, we were created in the image of God to want to know things. Um, is there a gap? I think most fundamentally, I can, I can argue that there's not. In the, in the way that we've evolved and the way that we uh, have, our, have our communications now, there probably is. And I wonder if instead of trying to bridge a gap, if we just need to say, you know what, let's just go a different let, let, let's fill in this gap, or oh, let's take a different route. Let's recalculate our GPS. Um, let's go boldly uh, over no one has gone before, um, and not necessarily try to uh, try to try to bridge that gap. That's um, the Johan you know, suggestion box. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not good. It's not good. So, one, one of the things I want to do. I know, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> One of the things I want to do is, uh, is uh, create a reading list or a podcast list of, of interest for this group. And maybe if that's all we email out, that's a successful class. But I'm going to write some things on the board, and I would like you all to just say, in matters of science and faith, what are some things that you have found intriguing or helpful that you have read, a movie that you have seen, or a podcast that you listen to? Um, what are some things that, that, that you think everybody ought to read that? Everybody ought to see that. Um, the idea of how we develop language and just how
1: how we how we don't... Require people to be perfect before they speak to us, like like children. That that how you develop your own language. There there is one called the language of music. Um, is Victor that a book? Wooten. It's the a language it's a it's a YouTube. Okay. Um, yeah, and and basically he talks about how how sometimes we we let language be something you don't have to be perfect about before you use it, but we don't let. <coughs> All these
0: other things, and they're all languages. Like they all can be learned best by being Treated as a language. That, that I love <laughs> that. So, so, on that note, and this is why I want to have this conversation. Yeah. On that note, there is a fascinating book about uh, mission, uh, being a missionary uh, called the uh, called uh, the Sparrow. Okay. I don't know if anybody has read the Sparrow. Um, the Sparrow. Sparrow. Now, that is the only book ever written where the hero is a linguist, right? And, 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 the, the, uh, and so, but it's a little bit sci-fi, a little bit futuristic, but the gist is, is that we've discovered the year is 2070, and we've been contacted by another uh, race of people. And, and then it becomes an interesting question of, all right, we've been contacted by another race of people. They've invited us to come, I don't know, have dinner. Um, who do you send? can't send everybody right do you send a politician i hope not right um but but at the same time do you send albert einstein that doesn't seem right either right so uh so so they they send a group and one of them is a linguist and 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 then there's a follow-up to the sparrow called uh, i think it's called children of god uh they're both fascinating fascinating books but there's a Jesuit priest that winds up going too. And it's, it's whole like, like are, are these children of God too? Right, um, and, but, but, but they have a language that's obviously not Latin based, right? Um, and so how do you, and, and part of the problem is uh, just miscommunication. Like they are saying things, and even though we thought we figured out what words they were saying, we don't know what they're saying. And then you realize this is all an allegory of, like, when there were Europeans that came to the New World and they had these exact same discussions and they had these exact same misunderstandings and things fell apart really, really quickly. Um, anyway, somebody, before me and my family moved to Central America and lived with a Native American group for a year, uh, somebody suggested I read that read those books. Um, and it almost taught me out of move um, because it was like this is a lot of things that can go wrong when you just fundamentally misunderstand what people are saying you, you already mentioned it about the Francis uh, yeah. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> the language of God Francis Collins um, that, that is a very challenging book um, and it's, it's actually the odd thing is, is it's kind of dated now it's <coughs> 20 years old yeah. I mean there's 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 there's, uh, uh, there, there's phrases in that book where he's talking about someday we may be able to do gene editing where we can do so and so and I'm like a second who was in that five or ten years ago now yeah he was the head of the human genome project the human genome project yeah. and, and a Christian he wasn't a Christian like, he was atheist he was an atheist Um, he started reading C.S. Lewis um, uh, which is a good start for for people and he to me the the fascinating part of that I mean I love the science of it but the point isn't that inside not a single I mean mean, that's not the point the point is is that that he was able to take new information and he was able to say I I see God in that new information right there and I think that's the that that's the decision that we all have when we have new information, new, new I'll say new facts, but new theories, new people, new places. Um, we have the cha- we have the choice to reject it, or we have the choice to say, "My God, big enough that my God might be in there," um, and and that it, it, it's changing,
1: and it's changing because you know, he, even in that book he comes off some of <coughs> the things that
0: actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and half of our DNA doesn't really seem to do anything. You know, like there's genes in there that haven't flipped on, or they, they're, they're residuals from a long time ago, but there may be genes that flip on at some point in the future and we can shoot spider webs out of our wrists. <laughs> that would be really neat. Yeah. Uh, a number of years ago, speaking of communication, there was a short story I think, the name of it was G-O-R. And it was about it was a science fiction story about this ship that landed, but they couldn't communicate with it until they finally discovered they were communicating by light at different colors. G O R? I believe that was the name. Of it. I, I'm not sure it would be, still be in uh, uh, circulation anymore now, but it was very interesting. <coughs> in okay. I think the C.S. Lewis sci trilogy is interesting in the opening up, like,
1: just the idea that God made other uh it's on the idea that God made aliens on other planets
0: and then uh, sent someone to save them too, just like he sent someone to save us. Yeah. Just as a concept of like there's just a bunch of CS If you go if you go
1: through that door and then come back to the science and faith question, it kinda of reframes the whole
0: thing. yeah. Or if you go through the door of the wardrobe and go to Narnia for a yeah. little while uh yeah. come back
1: to you. But yeah, There's there, one of the things brought up in that is the question of incarnation if there were other uh, alien species is christ going to be incarnate for them
0: or what like what what is the how do we think about that yeah and and we don't like to think about it because it's not really on on humanity's greatest hits album but when we when, when europeans came to the new world that question was asked right i mean these were aliens these were aliens um, and are they the incarnate are they the image of god uh, and, and the, the first batch of people who showed up in the new world didn't think so and then by the time uh, priests started showing up in the new world uh, 30 years later um, it was a different new world because they you know, 90, what, 90 to 95% of the new world population died in the span of a generation um, and you think what would happen what would happen to our world if 90 to 95% of our civilization vanished in a generation we'd be savages we would be savages people would come visit us and go these people have no way of governing themselves um so yeah uh well there's a there, there's a book uh for, what number is that 1491 um which is really interesting um it talks about it talks about what was the new world actually like or probably like before the Columbian Exchange. Um, and it's it's a very secular, totally secular book, um, but it has some really interesting I think, spiritual ramifications. What else? Do you think? One of the ones that's really been fascinating to
1: me that I was watching, and I can't remember the exact title of it, but it's like the the Lost Treasures of the Mayans on National Geographic. Due to the ability to do the lidar,
0: um, laser thing, they can actually see what's under the canopy of the jungle. And now they found that there's 60,000 buildings that they didn't even know existed in that area. So that it's jumped from 1 million people to 12 million people. Yeah. That populated that area, so there's just even our own world. There's so many things we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I can share this because two months ago we were in a small village in the mountains of Guatemala, uh, looking at a water system that was going to be going in. And, and but there there's it's just a beautiful rural village of 800 people or so. There's a there's a Catholic church there. And uh, you start walking around the Catholic Church, and you realize that it's built on top of these giant rocks. And you look closer at the giant rocks, and there's Mayan carvings on the giant rocks. And you know, like some, somebody 200 years ago co-opted this site that was a Mayan temple and built something else on top of it. Um, and yeah, there was just a lot. There, there was a lot going on here that that uh, I know the, the history books that I was taught in the school never, never acknowledged. You know, the history of the New World was always blah, 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 blah,
1: blah, human sacrifice, blah, 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 blah Columbus. And, and that was it. Just in parallel to the two, uh, first two, the, the language of philosophers, <coughs> we're talking about
0: is these academic type people, you know, they're employed by Vanderbilt or other place, and all they do in life is write books, or lecture, or discuss, but listening to the, those kind of people trying to figure out what they're saying just, just in general listening to the pros I don't know, that's not the right listening to academia yeah that's what... something like that yeah, I mean there's a bunch of like <clears throat> just really fascinating TED talk sorts of things that are kind of bubble gum for the mind I know, but, uh, mm-hmm. but it's really interesting to just interesting. listen to them and uh, um, and and hear what's hear what's going on. Other we can build this list every week. At, uh, Go ahead. Uh, the Lost World of Genesis One.
1: The Lost World of
0: Genesis. Right. Uh, it's a book. Okay. By try to hear John Walton, and it really uh, discusses the culture at the time and the writing style and how um,
1: that the implications of that of, of Genesis, 1, how the, the world was created. So.
0: I'm going to talk a little bit about that today if we get to it, and if we don't, we will be next week. But I think that's a really interesting thing that we don't really think about: is that Genesis, that the setting of Genesis predates writing, right? So I mean, whatever you think about Genesis, the Genesis account of creation—it's not a first-hand account, right? I mean, somebody wasn't sitting there watching it. And but uh, but just the way that that. People lived and acted and kept track of things. You have Abraham, who's kind of the first big, big character in the Old Testament. And and when you read it, it's almost like he's a robot. You know, God says go here. Okay, I'll go here. God says marry this person. I'll go marry this person. And God says move over here. I'm going to move over here. Now uh, now I'm going to call you out. And, and so Abraham is just kind of this, this this person on a joystick. Um, and then he puts down roots and then. Then the story of Israel starts to kind of take take shape, and, and they, they, they become more ornery but less robotic as the story unfolds. Um, and I think we're probably continuing that trajectory. We feel like I feel like we're more ornery but less robotic than, than certainly what I read in older parts of the Old Testament. I looked a it's yeah. called uh, uh, "Finding Darwin's God." That's the, the biologist who tries to lay out the the argument that basically God used evolution as his creation method, yeah. and all of the all of the evolutionary theory that you see in academia is all true, and it's the language of God. Yeah, yeah. And I can go down that. I I can go down that road. Um, uh, I've heard of that book. Uh, anyway, we, we, we could fill up the rest of class, uh, just just talking about that. I, I will say just one that was particularly meaningful to me was this one. Uh, and I know I know that, uh, that when people think of Carl Sagan, they think of of uh, uh, Contact, the movie, which is a really good movie for having discussions with people. Uh, uh, your, your own teenage kids is one of them. Um, uh, and people think about Cosmos, which was sort of the first, not, maybe not the first, but it was a big PBS special. And I think there's another Neil deGrasse Tyson Cosmos is even coming out again, that one coming out this spring sometime. Um, but, he, uh, uh, but Carl Sagan was a guy, he went on Johnny Carson's show, and he kind of made geekiness a little bit cooler than. than than what had been done previously. Um, from a theological standpoint, uh, he's fascinating to me, like so many deep thinkers are. Uh, I remember uh, either seeing an interview or reading an interview where they said, now now you're an atheist, but blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, no, I'm not an atheist. And I said, oh, you're an agnostic. No, 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 I'm not an agnostic either. I'm a searcher. And I thought, hmm, that's an interesting, Door number three, I guess. If, if you if you want to say that I'm I, I don't believe in nothing or I'm not sure I believe anything, you could say I am sure I believe that there's more out there. Um, and I thought that's an interesting um, uh, that, that's an interesting concept. Um, but you know he was involved in the Voyager project um, that that continued our new age of exploration that. Perhaps Magellan and Columbus started 500 years ago, um, but the pale blue dot. This book, I actually brought it just to, just to. I don't know. I don't know why I brought it. I'm not going to read it to you, but here, it's a fascinating book. I read it at a time that I needed to read it too, uh, without going into too much detail because my mother's in here. Hi, Mom. Um, uh, um, but the, the, the concept of the pale blue guy is the furthest picture taken of the, of the Earth was done, uh, Voyager was almost out of range where he could even see Earth, and well past Saturn, and maybe approaching Neptune, and they turned it around and they took a picture of the Earth, and you can't really see it in here very well, but there's the Earth right there taken through one of Saturn's rings. Um, and, uh, and, and he called it the pale blue dot. Uh, the pale blue dot uh, out in this middle of blackness. And uh, uh, it, every paragraph in this, in this book is just just rich. It's just rich. How, and, and it's challenging. It's challenging to me. Um, how is it that hardly any major religion has looked at science and concluded, this is better than we thought? The universe is much bigger than our prophets say, grander, more subtle, more elegant. Instead, they say, Nope, 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 my God's a little guy. And I want him to stay that way. A religion, old or new, that stressed the magnificence of the universe as revealed by modern science might be able to draw forth reserves of reverence and awe hardly capped by conventional faith. That's, that, that's pretty challenging to me. If we continue to accumulate only power and not wisdom, we will surely destroy ourselves. Our very existence in that distant time requires that we will have changed our institutions and ourselves. How can I dare to guess about humans in the far future? It is, I think, only a matter of natural selection. If we become even slightly more violent, short-sighted, ignorant, and selfish than we are now, almost certainly we will have no future. One of the reasons, you know, but I think it's worth discussing, is there a gap between science and faith? I, I'm not really... My bigger concern is that we, people of faith, have stopped providing input into the science community. And if we stop, if we withdraw from those conversations, I think that that's a pretty prophetic statement right there. That's a pretty prophetic statement. And... and and it's a dangerous road to go down to just say, even if it's
1: stuff that you disagree
0: with or you're not sure about. It's a dangerous road to go down and say, "Oh, that's a hoax." I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not going. That's a dangerous road for us to go down as people say.
1: Yeah, I think from the from the fall, I really pull from it was i were red in the middle. You know, there is a gap, but the gap isn't as big. When you take science and religion. When you take the science of the human body, how complex it is. You may say i don't know if there's necessarily there's a god that did all this but also don't necessarily believe that there's a big explosion that created everything. yeah it seems like kind of a lot of warmth that i think all the classes in the that got this closer okay. it's not necessarily further apart and some of that vulnerable
0: to, vulnerable i think some of it is our human <laughs> nature is that we want to accentuate the things that are different you know um uh, that's certainly what gets viewers so what gets people clicking on something is, hey, look at all the stuff we agree on. Well, yeah. that, that, that doesn't happen very much, um, and, uh, and that's, that's also a problem with our faith. I wonder if some of uh, our reticence to jump into the scientific world is just the inability to admit that we're wrong about things, you know, so to jump in and say, oh, well, maybe I would, you know, maybe this other thing is actually true means that I have to rethink you know, what I've thought as a Christian or as a theologian for, for years now. And Jesus' people have had a hard time with that for a long time. You know, saying, oh, sorry, I was wrong about that one. You know, right. let's, let's rethink this. And I'm sympathetic to Jesus' people because I'm one of them. Um, and I know how they can be because I'm one of them. Uh, but I, I do think that that's... I think that's... I think that's hard for us to do is to uh, is to say I may may not have it all to with that. <laughs> that's more than a Jewish people problem. Oh yeah, right? yes, definitely, that's a, definitely, that's a human nature problem. And, and there's 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 the science community that is has, has had issues along those lines yeah. as well. Can it be that science and faith, it's like matter and energy, two different views of the same thing? Yeah, is it a particle or a wave? Yeah. But it does that two ways. Um, his products can be used for both good and evil, but there's no turning back from science. The early warnings about technological dangers also come from science. Um, I have suggest a suggestion from a book. Yeah. Uh, it's called Can a Darwinian be a Christian by Michael Roos. Who? He's a philosopher at the University of Florida. Not a Christian, but it's an it's interesting take. Uh, Christian. Um, for all our failings, despite our limitations and fallibilities, we humans are capable of greatness. I think that's one of the main takeaways from reading Scripture. Um, I think that's one of the main takeaways from reading Scripture. I'm going to close with this. Many of you have seen this before. Uh, I know it's, a, it's just a video of the nar- a narration of a passage out of Pale Blue Dot. Um, it's beautiful um, it's challenging um, and it's uh, I, I, I don't think it necessarily rises to the Sermon on the Mount but it would be like the in the discussion group after the Sermon on the Mount uh, as you divide up in small groups and talk, talk about uh, talk about this um, anyway the, the, the gist is elaborating upon this pale we dot right here and the, the words of, of Sagan and I hope this
1: superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species, lived there on the boat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph, they can become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel, on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privilege to position in the universe, are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The Earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit? Yes. Settle? Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the Earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the only home we've ever known, the pale blue dot.
0: Uh, thanks for coming. We, uh, we'll we'll pick up right here next week. Um, uh, send some emails. Uh, I'm Kevin Calvet at gmail.com uh, with other suggestions, and we'll just kind of keep a running list because I want to want to make make sure that we all have are kind of clued in as to the stuff that we've all found helpful. Because um, the the stuff I found helpful may not be helpful to you, and vice versa. So, thanks, y'all.